What should I be doing at 24 years old? Welcome to the Infinity Growth Podcast, where we guide you to find and fulfill your purpose, take care of your mind, body, and soul, as well as give you tips on how to improve your life and live your best life. I am your host, a life coach passionate about personal growth and development, Janet Jenga. I'm very excited about this episode and you'll know why soon. This year has been a sort of roller coaster for me already. First, I can't believe that February is about to end. This happens to be my favorite month. One of the reasons being that it is my birthday month. Over the few months I have been doing this podcast, I have fallen in love with podcasting and I can finally feel myself opening up and able to share more with you. This episode is a birthday special for me because I recently turned 24. I have been quite scared to share my age because I felt that people might not take it too well. I have shared more on that in the recent article on the website titled The Truth About Turning 24. So you can read it and know why I struggled to share my age. When I started, I felt too young to share the kind of messages that I do. As at now, I realize that what I share with you is what guides me to be the person I am. As I preach self-acceptance, I have to accept myself as well. 24 has always been a special number for me. I feel very connected to this number and I always attach good vibes to it. In this episode, I want to share with you 24 things that I will be doing for myself this year that you too can do for yourself. As usual, there is a special bonus for you. So one of the first things I'll be doing for myself this year is to try and learn new skills. This will help me step out of my comfort zone a little bit and as well increase my knowledge. For me, this feels like completing the Spanish lessons that I have been taking and trying to learn a bit about photo editing. So I don't know what the new skills for you are. So find areas that maybe you're passionate about or things that you feel can help you progress in your career or in developing your business or depending on where you are in your life, a skill that can help you grow. So that is one of the things you can do for yourself. Something else I'll be doing is to take up hobbies. As much as we had so much time last year to spend doing the things we love, I personally didn't get time to do hobbies. Towards the end of the year, I felt I had neglected the things that I used to do. Reason being, I was quite busy with the projects that were going on in my life that required me to put too much that I ended up forgetting about myself. And what you'll realize as I go on with this list, most of the things revolve around me because I felt that as the year progressed, I forgot more about myself and I focused all my attention in emptying my cup and I didn't have time to fill my own cup. So depending on what your hobbies are, you can find time to do them and it doesn't take that much time. So you can join me in this journey as we try to grow ourselves, focus on ourselves and give ourselves the love that we so deny ourselves as we try to love others. The third thing I'll be doing for myself is to have more phone free time, which means that I'm trying to reduce the amount of time I'm on the phone. With my job it's quite difficult, but I do find that Whenever I spend time away from my phone, I feel more creative and productive. For me that involves creating boundaries and sticking to them. Some of the times I'll find that I'll switch off my phone especially when I don't want 
distractions and I have learned to manage to have some time to myself when I can have time without being on the phone and this gives me time as well to spend time with the people around me the people who I'm with for example when I'm with friends I don't take out my phone and when I'm with family as well so that we can spend quality time together so that is something that you can consider keeping in mind that we are in a generation where we spend most of our time on the phone I actually have so much on the phone that when I don't have the phone I feel like I'm missing everything I'm missing my notes my reminders but just learning to detach from the phone is really helpful especially for your mental health Another thing is to have self-care weekends. This comes from a workaholic. I love my work and I can work for really long periods of time and I know I'm not alone. For others it's a choice, others it just happens that you don't even know that time is up and you've just been consumed in your work. For others it's a force, they've been forced to do it. From my experience last year, I realized that I can easily overdo work. So one of the things I'm doing for myself this year is to incorporate self-care on my weekends and to try as much as possible not to put in work over the weekend. It's hard, but being conscious about it has helped me find things to do on the weekends that will remove me from my work. So for example, I find time to do some self-care activities over the weekend i schedule my self care activities for the weekend i schedule time with friends over the weekend and even for my hobbies and learning new skills i try to do that as well over the weekend so that i don't spend too much time or i don't spend time at all working so if you feel you need a break from work or you're feeling overwhelmed and burnt out this is something you can implement it's something i failed to do last year that i felt cost me a lot of burnout towards the end of the year and so this year since i don't want to suffer from burnout i'm looking to create more balance in my life and stability self care weekends is something to consider very related to what i have said before is that i'm adopting a more slow and steady pace rather than giving something my all for a short period of time sometimes i find that i can overdo things so i can put in so much energy into something but after 3 days i'm completely exhausted and don't want anything to do with that so for example in my case i'd have days where i wake up very early in the morning and i'm very productive i'll do that for a week or two and then i will suffer a serious downtime because i have pushed myself beyond my own limits so rather than such a pace in life i'm adopting a slow and steady pace i don't know that it will work but i hope it does with a slow and steady pace i'm finding that i'm more consistent with things that i'm doing and i'm enjoying life more than when i give everything at once actually these days i'm suffering in that when i write my to-do list i really limit the number of activities to do and sometimes i feel like i'm doing so little so the slow and steady pace for me is helping me achieve more than i would achieve when i just bombard myself with work and just want to do everything at once so even that's an idea for you you can decide to do especially if you're like me who can easily overdo things and push yourself beyond your own limits something else that i would love to do for me this year is to travel a bit more This has been a plan for a period of time 
but I felt that the time was not right and with everything that happened last year it further confirmed to me that I was not ready to begin my adventure but as things are slowly starting to pick up and get back to normal I'm looking into just doing short travels even if it's locally just around me and just to visit places and to change my environment a bit more often so that I can be able to have new experiences and also open up my mind to new things in life and to just enjoy life so if you're somebody who's getting bored really easily you're feeling tired of your environment you can consider starting slowly you can have local travels you can even if it's visiting a restaurant that you've never been to that's enough just that new experience that change will help you even with your creativity and your productivity. I wrote an article on how to grow your travel savings. I'll link it in the show notes. You can read and learn how you can save for your future travel. Something special as well that I am doing this year is to try and step into my divine feminine energy. Now this is a spiritual thing maybe or a character formation kind of thing. I speak about feminine energy often in my articles on social media and I'm yet to write a full comprehensive article on feminine energy expected in March probably I'm just still compiling some of the information about it it will be a very educative and informative article feminine energy is really about being and not doing so we're in a world where I feel the dominant energy is masculine energy and as a female I feel like it's very easy to adopt that masculine energy and especially for me I can be go 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 and do 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 and forget to be and for me what I'm learning I think from mid last year all the way until now is to how is how can I connect more with my feminine side how can I unlock that feminine energy and begin to experience life better So each of us has both masculine and feminine energy for every single person there's a more dominant energy so for me my most dominant energy is feminine energy so i need to be able to unlock that so that i can enjoy my life better and as well improve my relationships and i'll give all the details about that in the article i'll write about divine feminine energy as well i've been sharing some articles on buy me a coffee i have been using this platform to write my thoughts and little journals and stories of my life so if you're interested i'll link it in the show notes below you can have a look and if you become a member we'll be having monthly zoom calls where we can talk about everything that i have done and we can have even a small coaching session between all of us and we can learn from each other we can form a great community so if you're interested please check the link in the show notes The next thing I'll be doing for myself is to continuously assess my relationships. I have been reading a book by Jay Shetty called Think Like a Monk. It's an amazing book. When I complete it, I will share with you the insights or if I come across something interesting like now, I'll share with you. So there's something he calls a companion audit and I felt it is something good in our life to do often. I used to be the person who never used to believe that your company can influence the person you are but I slowly realized that if you're in the wrong environment you'll be directed towards that towards their way of life so if you're with people for example who 
are following their dreams, you'll also be motivated to follow your own dreams. But if you're in the wrong group of friends, you'll you'll follow in the same steps. So a companion audit is something that I'll be doing a lot. And the companion audit doesn't stop just with my friends. It involves even my family, my relatives. Sometimes we omit relatives from the assessment of whether they are good or whether they bring value to our lives or whether they make our lives deteriorate. And as part of forming healthy boundaries with family and relatives, one of the things that you need to do is to know how far you go with each family member or each relative. Sometimes there are those who build us up and there are those who tear us down and it's okay we don't blame them. It's just that if you don't agree with their way of life, if you don't agree with how they see things, then learn how to keep a safe distance. In the book, Think Like a Monk, Jay Shetty has really talked about it a lot. So if you're interested, you can pick up the book. I'll link it in the show notes as well. Something else related to feminine energy is to let go and surrender. Part of the masculine energy is more of like setting goals and achieving them and getting the steps. And I'm very good at that, at setting goals, coming up with what I need to do and achieving them. That's not what I'm letting go of. It's a good practice to have. What I'm letting go of is the time line of things i can be a person who can easily set very high targets or very high timelines for myself and sometimes when i don't hit them i feel very disappointed so to let go and to surrender to the process to and to trust the universe that at the right time everything will fall in place for me has been very relieving because it's something that i have been practicing for a few weeks now and i feel better so it's something i'd encourage you to do especially if you're very much in tune with your masculine energy just try to let go sometimes and surrender and especially on the things that you can't control there are things that you can control that are great and those ones you can set goals for them and have your action steps and make sure you accomplish them but there are some dreams we have that will take time so we need to let go and to surrender and i also learned that ability to let go also helps you attract the things you want in life faster So it's something you can consider doing. Something else is to choose to love. Again, we are in a society where people are not so good to each other. Okay, I don't know. I can't say that it's everyone. But some people are out to manipulate us. Others are out to take advantage of us. And so many other things happening. But for me, I think the greatest choice any person can make is to choose to love regardless. Unconditional love is very difficult and I feel it's a choice as well. And once you choose to love, you do away with judging people, you do away with expecting things from people and you live a life where you have chosen to love because you know that love is the best way to do it. You choose to be kind, you choose to be patient with people, you choose to understand people and for me, It's a difficult choice, but if you can get to the point where you're choosing to love, that's an amazing place to be. Something else is to choose service. Again, it's a tit for tat world. I give you this, you give me that. But what if you give without thinking of the return? What if you give without expecting anybody to return the favor? What if you give from a clean heart? And if all of us chose service, then this world would be a better place. But again, it starts with you. It starts with me. When I choose service, you choose service, we create a better community, which in turn will create a better world. So you can think more on that and think of how you can serve the people closest to you. Service is not about maybe even giving money to children you don't know. It's more of like 
how can I serve my family? How can I serve my children? How can I serve my parents? Those small things are what will contribute towards a domino effect of service in the world. Once you serve your children, for example, your children will think about how to serve maybe their friends and then their friends will think about serving their friends and it, it creates a domino effect which is great and it's the same thing with love when you choose to love this one can be tricky because love is quite difficult when you choose to love and someone else chooses to love then you have a very beautiful friendship or relationship because you can accommodate each other your weaknesses and strengths if we would take the same to the world and not in a way that we are hurting ourselves in a conscious way in a way of not judging others in a way of being patient with people in a way of understanding in a way where instead of choosing anger you choose love instead of choosing to fight someone you choose to accommodate them such things okay away from that deep spiritual talk we come back to reality a little bit the physical way of doing things so something else in that line is to learn to focus on one thing at a time i'm a fan of napoleon hill's work and one of the things that he really emphasizes is for us to stay focused on our goals and on the things that you want to achieve so even though i know how to focus on things i get distracted quite easily with side projects and I can start something then somewhere in the middle I get bombarded with ideas and all of a sudden I want to start everything and I know I'm not alone because I have talked to people who tell me the same thing that they want to focus but in the middle they realize this is a good idea so they start something else and this thing of losing focus is what makes us fail. So continuously ensuring that I'm focusing on one thing at a time will be great for me and will also be great for you because when you focus and give something your all then at the point at which you need to let go of it if you realize that it's not working out you'll know but if you're focused on 10 projects you won't know which is working and which is not working so train i think it's a learning process and you need to train your mind to focus on one thing at a time it is actually very good for your physical health, your mental health, and even your spiritual health. The next thing that I encourage you to do for yourself, that I will also be doing for myself, is to accept myself. Sometimes we think we love ourselves and we've accepted ourselves for who we are, but we go and seek validation from others. You think you're beautiful, but you have to hear from someone else that you're beautiful. So for me, this is the year of learning to accept myself for who I am everything my strengths my weaknesses my ups and downs and to just embrace it as part of my life and as part of me no matter how ugly it can be and sometimes we just have to accept those sad things about ourselves so that we can grow and it's good i mean you can start by acknowledging that maybe you like attention and maybe you don't give yourself enough attention start having some time with yourself on the mirror tell yourself you love yourself but don't overdo it because again anything in excess is poisonous too much of self-acceptance and self-love might lead to some ignorant arrogant behavior so just enough for yourself if you feel like the world outside you does not appreciate you look inward and ask yourself in what ways are you not appreciating yourself that is healthy self-acceptance the next thing that i encourage everyone to do is to listen to your intuition and for me the journey of nurturing my intuition has been great i did an entire podcast episode on how to nurture your intuition and how to listen to it if you're interested i'll also link it in the show notes 
Your intuition is the most informative part of you. It gives you information about anything you want in life. And learning to tap into your intuition and listen to it is an amazing gift that you should nurture. And as soon as you can listen to your intuition, treasure that gift and don't want to lose it. A lot of the times when I lose touch with my intuition is when I engage too much in my masculine energy because it's the energy of doing things. So it's a logical kind of energy. Intuition is a feeling energy which is more associated with the feminine energy. So if you feel like you're losing touch with listening to yourself, with your gut feeling, with your intuition, maybe you need to tune up your feminine energy a bit. And this doesn't mean that men don't have intuition, they do. It's just that their dominant energy is masculine energy, but they can also tap into their feminine energy to get higher guidance on things in their lives as well. The next thing is to focus on the positive. I don't know about you, but sometimes I find myself being a little pessimistic. I can think of worst case scenarios. Sometimes I tend to overthink. And so this year is a conscious effort to try and focus on the positive, to try and focus on the good things in life. I'm not putting myself in a bubble where I think everything is good and positive. No, it's just in my mind, at least, I need to train myself to see more of the good than I'm seeing the bad. And this is important for all of us as well because we need to have hope in life and hope is only born when we are able to. We need hope and we need faith. And this is only born if we learn to start focusing more on the positive than we do on the negative. Okay, something else on my list is to discover new horizons by moving out of my comfort zone. Now that is familiar to all of us. I love safety and security so I can easily find myself caged up in my comfort zone. I don't want to try anything new and I start getting afraid of taking risks and this happens to a lot of us. So one of the things I want to do for myself is to discover new horizons and it can be something for yourself as well. Step out of your comfort zone, try something new and explore. Another thing is to practice being present and enjoy what I do. Again, most of us are either living in the past or the future which makes us lose touch with the present. So finding time to just focus on the present moment, to ask yourself, what am I doing now? And how can I enjoy this very moment? Instead of thinking, I'll be happy when I, or this person hurt me and now I can't. No, it's I'm happy now. And how can I make this moment the best moment of my life? A good life, a good future is made up of amazing present moments. Something else I feel like a lot of people are missing, myself included, is to put myself and my needs first. For you, that is to put yourself and your needs first. It's okay for us to sacrifice things for others, but not at the expense of yourself. I always give the analogy, if somebody is drowning, if you are a skilled swimmer, you will be able to save them. If you're not skilled, jumping in to try and save them will make both of you drown. So we'll have two casualties. So when you put yourself first and you understand yourself and your needs, then you'll be able to serve others better. Keep that in mind and try to practice it often. Put yourself first, ask yourself, what do I need first? And if you feel capable, extend it to those who need it. 
Something else now that I'm saying no to is people pleasing. This is a disease that most of us have adopted without knowing and I'm not special in that line. It's possible for us to fall into the trap of pleasing people, doing things because somebody will appreciate you or make you happy. And having been on that people pleasing road, oh my god, I would just advise you to say no as early as possible. Just let go of the fact that you have to please people and just learn to make yourself happy and not really bother with what people are saying. For me, people pleasing is something that I want to train myself to say no to and to catch myself when I'm doing it because sometimes I do it without even knowing. Something else is to trust others. Not that there are trust issues involved, but sometimes it is difficult to trust people just because we find it difficult to trust and this can come in terms of controlling what people do being a control freak getting angry when people don't meet your standards and being too rough on people being impatient but when you learn to trust people you find that you're able to let go and accept them as they are and if you learn to truly trust even though you might get hurt you will learn something and it won't hurt so much for as long as you're self-aware something else is Sunday me time. Sunday me time is time that I spend with myself. Time that I spend not thinking about work or anything but just thinking about myself. Even if it's a few hours, a few minutes and to do something for myself. So that is part of my self-care plan and my self-care weekends. That goes line in line with prioritizing my self-care. Again, when you're too workaholic, too in our masculine energy, we forget about ourselves. We don't have self-care as a priority up until the time when mental health becomes a challenge, when we start feeling depressed, anxious, have panic attacks, then we remember that self-care is important. The last two points is that one is to focus on what feels right for me and I'd tell you to do the same thing. Sometimes we focus on what others feel right for us rather than what you feel is best for you. So take that time to focus on what feels right for you and just do that even if you fail you'll do something that you felt was right for you so especially and sadly in love relationships sometimes we are so traumatized by the experiences of the past that we forget to focus on what feels right for us in this particular moment so let's go of the past and try to focus more on what feels right for you. Even though you got hurt, even though you went through challenges, does it feel right in this moment? So, and that will also help you build your intuition. And the last one is to achieve my 2021 dream list. So we've all created dream lists for 2021. And I hope and I pray that each of you will get to accomplish everything on that dream list. Some of the things I know you've written are not things you can work on. They're things that you can only rely on divine intervention. For as long as you keep asking and you keep believing that it will happen and then you let go and trust in the process, everything will fall in place. Today's question is, what are some of the productive and creative things you are currently doing for yourself? Share your answer in the comments below or in the Facebook group. And as I mentioned, I will just mention it one more time. Remember to check out the Buy Me A Coffee link in the show notes. It's my new lifestyle journal. I'll be sharing my own experiences and lessons from a very personal perspective. And I especially love a series that I started called What's On My Mind. 
so you can read about it and some nice stories of my life hopefully i'm not a fiction writer so i may not be able to put in the drama and the suspense but there are nice stories that you can learn from and maybe relate to and we can form a small community right there for all of us so just check out from the link and if you're interested welcome on board my bonus tip though i think we've discussed a lot in the 24 things that we are going to do for ourselves this year the bonus tip is to choose to love me for who i am and that statement is deep i won't go further into explaining it i challenge you to feel what that statement means to you just go deep and ask yourself what does it mean to choose to love me for who i am what does it mean for you and as you get answers try to practice what you discover thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope it's not too long but i hope you also learned something and i hope that you will be part of my journey in implementing these 24 things that we are going to do for ourselves this year so probably at the end of the year we can do an audit and see what did we do for ourselves and what didn't we do and probably we can do this over our webinar towards the end of the year let me know your thoughts in the comments or in the facebook group Thank you so much for listening and if you enjoyed the episode share it with your friends and family and they can help you stay consistent and accountable in this journey and in these commitments that we have made to ourselves this year. If you have any question related to this episode make sure you leave it in the comments below and if you have a question that you want me to answer in form of a podcast episode use the ask a question link given below to submit the question. Today's closing quote is there's a fountain of youth It is your mind, your talents, the creativity you bring to your life and the lives of the people you love. When you learn to tap this source, you will truly have defeated age. Until next time, you have what it takes to achieve your dreams.